0: All right, you can take your seat. How many of you are feeling pumped, feeling fired up? Hello, are you alive? Got to put my flowers here because Benjamin gave me some flowers. And I'm proud of them. How many of you know if like you uh, gave God some flowers or drew him a picture, it would be on the fridge of heaven and he would be showing off those flowers or pictures as the most precious, amazing thing. Amen. Is this kind of echoey? Do you think it is? Sounds good. All right, we're just going to flow a little bit. Is that all right? Who's on camera? Sorry, Jake. <laughs> Sorry in advance. I like to walk and talk and look in your eye and spit a little, you know. <laughs> you can't hide in this Baptist church. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever change either. Even When we become bigger, I might still do it, you know. Because I really feel like that's what Jesus did. He looked in people's eyes. Got all up in their breath and said a few things. Because it wasn't about the crowd, it was about the individual. Amen? In the crowd. He saw them, he saw each one. Who? Well, uh, I don't know what's going to happen tonight, but I'm just going to go ahead and get possessed by the Holy Ghost. And uh, who knows what can happen? Amen? Amen? Because I'm the most anointed when I'm myself in his presence. I'm not going to try and be like anyone else. I'm going to be who I am, and it's just going to be the best me that I can be. Is that good? How are you feeling tonight, Veronica? Woo! What about you, Whitney? Yes! Okay. I want to talk about strength and the strength of God for your life. Does that sound good? Who needs some strength of God? I do. Okay, and there is greatness in this room. And when I look at everyone in this room, I'm not just looking at a tiny room of people. I'm looking at thousands upon thousands upon millions of lives touched by this room. Because Jesus had less numbered disciples than this room, and they turned the world upside down for him. And we are still living in the testimony of those lives that walked the earth with him for three years only. And you need to know that there is a strength available to you that is greater than you, than what you could accomplish, than what the devil's bringing at you. And you need to know that you can stand in that no matter what. Amen? Okay, I'm I'm tired of the devil hitting on us, lying to us, telling us we're worthless for whatever reason it might be. And the Father's looking down from heaven and saying, that's not right. They're strong. They're strong. I made them strong. The original design of mankind in the garden didn't include weakness and frailty. Amen? It included God saying, hey, take dominion. Subdue the earth as strength. Amen? That was the heart of the Father. The, originally intent, the original intent for creation was man to be strong in him. Because we're made in his image. That means he's strong. And the goal of the devil is to cause the church to be weak, frail, helpless, with spots and wrinkles. No, no. That's not how it's going to end up. Amen. Because we're going to be presented strong and beautiful, spotless, without wrinkle, the bride of Christ and all her glory. Not her strength, his strength, radiating and shining the light of Jesus. Come on, that's how it's going to finish up. Amen. Do you feel strengthened already? Woo! You can get happy. Who has a hanky? Come on. Didn't bring your hanky tonight? Woo! 2 Corinthians 2.14. We know what it says. Do you know what it says? Come on. We should have this as the background on our phone. But thanks be to God... 214, 2 Corinthians 2.14. But thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph. Woo! And through us spreads and makes ever to evident everywhere the sweet fragrance of the knowledge of Him. That sounds good to me. Does it sound good to you? Thanks be to God who what? Always, 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 always. That doesn't mean you don't have a bad day here and there, but that's not the end of the story. He always leads us into triumph. So that means there's a strength that we are supposed to live and operate in that causes us to win. Amen? Where well, we're not staying on the other side of being beaten down by the devil or by mankind or by sin, but we stand in a strength that is not movable but always triumphing. I just want to say it over and over because it's making me feel good. (laughs) Come on, let's go to Psalm verse, uh, Psalm chapter 20. Okay, walking in the strength of God and and you know really laying hold of that strength. It's not a macho thing. Okay, it's not a proud, you're better than everyone else thing. It's an attitude of the heart. And it's actually more humility than it is a macho pride. I'm the strongest in the room thing. It's actually humility and learning to come under the strength of God and allowing it to possess you and cause you to triumph. Okay, because you can talk about being strong in the Lord. And sometimes that religious thing can get on people or their pride can get, you know, puff up and be like, yeah, I'm strong. What's up? Don't mess with me. Oh, no, no, that's not the strength I'm talking about. I'm talking about the strength of your heavenly Father, which is eternal. Amen? The strength of man is temporary. It runs out. It fades away, and everyone dies. (laughs) But the strength of God is eternal, lasting forever don't you want to have that strength amen so i don't want you to get the wrong idea while i'm preaching that i'm trying to puff your pride up or make you think like you're the strongest person no no i'm trying to teach you how to humble yourself and get hungry and open for the strength of god to possess you amen okay defeat's not an option not because you're going to strive in your flesh to try and you know win all the time but because that's not how you were designed amen You were designed to be strong, healthy, whole, mature, triumphant, leading others into that very same path with God. Amen? I want to be strong. And I know there are areas of my life that are not strong, but let me tell you, I'm clinging to the strength of God to be strong for me in those areas. Amen? I'm humbling myself. I'm becoming hungry. Oh, Lord, I'm not going to avoid the weakness Because sometimes when we're weak in an area of our life, we like to to just hide it and be ashamed because it's not perfect for God. He sees it. Do you think he doesn't see it? You know, and this is what I like to tell people. If there's a weakness in your life, it's like a little antenna that sounds out for God. And he's like, oh, I hear something. He's like, somebody's weak. This is my moment. Yes. Don't tell me he's not a knight in shining armor. Right? Come on. Don't tell me he doesn't call himself the savior of the whole world. So if there's a weakness, don't hide it. He's desiring to be the strength in that moment. Because you weren't meant to carry weakness. You weren't designed for weakness. Again, let's go back to the garden. Oh, Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Oh, have dominion and subdue the earth. Uh, Be weak, fall down. Cripple under sin's power? No, that wasn't the original design. Who wants to get back to the original design? I do, and it's possible. And you know, sometimes I've found in uh, Christian circles, you talk about the strength of God, and you know, always causing you to triumph. Sometimes there's this underlying doubt and unbelief that that's just a fun, uh, charismatic Christian, emotional, hypey idea. It's not a reality. Break that doctrine of demons in Jesus' name. Because it is true. And the enemy always wants to bring this underlying current of doubt and fear and unbelief, saying that you can't really ever be strong. You can't ever really do great exploits or be triumphant. That's kind of like extreme emotional feelings. No, it's not. Have you read the Bible? Have you heard about the people in this Bible? They were flesh and blood just like you. And in fact, they had less than what you have right now. A lot of the great exploits that we see in here, and let's look at the Old Testament, parting of the sea. Okay, they didn't have the blood of Jesus yet. They didn't have, uh, the New Testament covenant. They didn't have the resurrection of the cross, but they saw great and mighty exploits. And here we are, we have more than they did available to us. We're like, oh, this doesn't really work. It's not, it's like, it's just, you're being emotional. No, I'm not. This is reality. And the only difference between you being strong and weak is you humbling yourself and saying, yes, Jesus, I'll take some of that. Oh, I figured out that actually you designed me to live in your strength, not my own. Amen. That's why Satan fell, because he got in his own strength and wanted to be seen and strong and proud. Come on. Are you with me? Woo! Okay, God hasn't changed his mind about you being strong and triumphant and having dominion and subduing. Amen? Okay, and you're not exempt from that rule. Oh, well, I'm supposed to be weak. I'm kind of shy. So? That doesn't mean you have to be some sort of roadkill that's been run over 50 times doing nothing. You might have a, a, a little, um, you, have, you might not be that person that always has to be the center of t- attention, but you can be strong. Amen? Because some of the strongest people that are walking the earth right now are the ones who are picking themselves out of bed and facing every day. It takes some strength to do that. Or they're living in a a broken environment or in a communist nation. And it takes every bit of strength they have and reliance on God just to get up. Some of the strongest people I believe that we're going to see in heaven are people who they don't have a TV show or a big worldwide ministry. They're just they're just doing it for Jesus in the secret place. Sometimes we think, oh, well, when I get recognition or when I get to this certain place, then, you know, I'm going to be really strong and like the numbers are going to equal my strength or all the healings, or all the ministry invitations, or whatever your thing is at the top that you want, that's going to equal your moment of strength. No, no, your strength is now. Your testing is now. David didn't face Goliath before he did the lion and the bear. He did those first, and that was a testing. I wonder if he didn't kill the lion and the bear if he would have faced Goliath. Okay, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but is this helping some of you? Boop, 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 boop. Okay, it's not a feeling, it's an attitude. Amen? Because sometimes you wake up and you need the strength of God and you don't feel any strength. Amen? You were like, that is the last thing I want to do right now is read my Bible, talk to someone, get up. You need the strength of God to just pick you up and you are waiting for this like feeling to come. It's not a feeling, although you do have feelings of strength at times. Okay, but it's an attitude and it's a decision of your heart, I am going to throw myself at the Holy Ghost to strengthen me right now. Because as long as I rely on myself or someone else's opinion or someone else's Holy Ghost relationship, I need to rely on my own. And that starts with your attitude. Has anyone ever heard that term? Attitude is altitude. Have you ever heard that? Hey, man, get that attitude in check, you'll go higher, amen? Amen. Some of you are like, okay, this is so awesome. Let's, I told you to go to Psalm 20, right? Is that where I told you to go? I mean, I could whip out so many scriptures about the strength of God for your life, uh, but I have just a few and we're going to go through them. Are you excited? Okay. I'm going to read this whole thing because it's awesome. Psalm 20, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of God, of the the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. Say strengthen you. Okay. May he remember all of your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you according to your heart's desire. We love that scripture. And fulfill all your purpose. Okay, we will rejoice in your salvation, and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners, woo, and may the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed, and he will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Stop right there. Woo! Who's excited? You should be shouting me down as I'm saying this. You should be like, yeah, we trust in the Lord, our God. (laughs) We're not raising a church of passive people. And that's not to say you have to be hypey to prove something to someone, but there, there is, we believe there is such a shift on the inside of people when they believe and understand the strength of God and that they're a son or daughter of God. It starts manifesting and they can't help themselves but start dancing around the room and circling and they don't even care what man thinks. Come on, there's something so freeing about just losing yourself in God. Who wants to be like that? Amen. Me too. Two hands. All right. All right. What I love about this is it talks about God uh, giving his strength from heaven, but... I love verse seven where it says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we remember the name of the Lord, our God, meaning some trust in their strength and their ability, but we don't. We trust in the Lord Jesus because his strength is going to outdo the chariots and the strength of man. It's going to do so much more than all of those things. Okay. But what's it going to take for you to actually believe what you're reading? What's it going to take? Faith. How many of you have to like run 10 miles to get some faith from God? Okay, do you need to work 40 hours? Okay, is there a requirement that you have to have read the entire Bible 25 times so that you can get some faith to believe? It costs you nothing. It costs you nothing. And the Bible says that you actually already have faith inside of you right now. Isn't that exciting? Come on. I'm going to pick you guys up and throw you around today. I might have to get, like, in the aisle. Is this all right? Hi. Hi, Brett. What's going on? Yeah. Woo. You are strong in the Lord, and with you, you're going to do great and mighty things. With him and you. You have greatness inside of you. Your potential is limitless. There are thousands of souls on the other side of your life if you will choose to embrace the strength of God to keep you, to help you endure, because it's not going to be easy. And this is such a foundational thing in your relationship with God, because if you can't figure out how to get strengthened by you, it's going to be really hard out there on that road, because you're going to be walking in a way that you weren't designed to walk. Amen? I want the strength of God to possess me. I want it to take over because I know that it can be so supernatural, so far beyond my ability that it will sustain me no matter what. I want to be sustained no matter what. I'm in this for the long run. I'm going to get some soul saved. I'm going to preach. I'm going to see people healed. And that's going to require some strength. And it's going to require not your strength. Amen? Amen. OK, it only lasts for so long and then you see people get burnt out or they start striving in the flesh and then pride rises up and it becomes their big thing instead of glory to God for what he's done. Come on, he, I feel like the Lord just wants to strengthen you tonight. He wants to tell you it's available. It's for you. Come on. How do you want to live your life? Do you want to get up depressed every day? Do you want us to be crying and begging God? Or do you want to get up in faith and say, you know what? I feel awful today, but by faith, I'm strengthened. But by faith, he causes me to triumph. And I'm going to scrape myself up out of this bed and go to work and be strong in the Lord. Do I feel it? No, I don't. But by faith, I'm laying hold of it. Sometimes we think God desires us to be like beggars and lowly and worms and just like, oh, God. He like somehow desires us to be like crushed on the ground. That's not what he desires. He likes it when people get up in his face. He likes it when people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have it. And he's like, whoa, okay. Someone believes me. It makes him excited right? You're like, oh you know that scripture? We should go there. Maybe let's go there. Okay. Woo. We, oh, well, I'm just not going to go there, but we know the scripture about come boldly to the throne of grace. <laughs> I was studying that like today and that word boldly, like when you look at the Greek, it's so amazing. It talks about how it doesn't mean just like the boldly like I'm coming, it's just quite confidently. It's the boldly that's like, Oh yeah, I'm not leaving till you give me what I want. It's reckless. It's in, in, in some cultures it would be considered disrespectful. But that's what the Bible is saying, come to me like this, just as you are with all of your heart and come and get it. Be a getter. Come on, don't just expect someone else to be strong for you. Go and get it, it's yours. And if you're not saved, by the end of this service, I pray to God that you are so you can get some strength for your life. We live too much out of our own ability. We can't do that anymore. It's not good for you. It's not good for your health. And at the end of the day, the enemy will lie to you anyway and say you're worthless and you're not doing a good job. And if he's not lying to you, someone else outside will lie to you and say something and then you end up believing it and get crushed anyway. We don't want that. Okay, and we're going to take dominion over our own lives. Because that was the first commandment. Hey, take dominion, subdue the earth. And we're trying to, you know, do all these other things and you can't even take control over your own life. And have authority and dominion over your own spiritual health. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go to there first. Let's get that strong. Because how many of you know you're not really uh, going to help save someone from drowning if you're drowning yourself? Amen? And, and, and God is raising up a voice in Orange County that is strong, that knows their God, that understands spiritual atmospheres and understands who they are in their identity as sons and daughters of the living God. Oh, well, you should be a little bit softer and more relevant. I wonder if Jesus took that advice, if his ministry would have been the same. Oh, well, you're going to have small services because you're a little bit too much. Uh, excuse me. My father is the creator of the universe. He sent his son for me. Um, I'm a child of God. I can't contain it. And no uh, tradition of man or traditional way of doing things will stop me from being reckless For him. Who do you want to be? What do you want to do with your life? Do you want to be overcome by sin? Do you want to be overcome by depression and fear and torment? Or do you want to lay hold of something that's presenting itself to you right now? Because that's what's happening. I didn't conjure up this word. I didn't, I didn't make my own accord and say, this would be a nice, sweet thing to say. The Holy spirit is saying it. Because you need to be strengthened on the inside, where man cannot touch it. If you're just strong on the outside, man can touch that. Let's go to Philippians 4. I love this. Philippians 4.13 in the Amplified Bible. We know this one too, but the Amplified just pumps it up a little bit. I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Woo! Come on. Uh, You just need to get excited right now. Okay? I'm talking about you being strong. I'm talking about you being strong. And God infusing inner strength into you. Isn't that exciting? (laughs) I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. I'm hungry for it, Jesus. Who is the source of strength in this scripture? He is. Is it you? No, it's not. Is it all the knowledge you can compile up? No, it's not. And I'm gonna roll through some scriptures for you that will further affirm this point that it is his strength and not yours. Are you ready? One John four four. He who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Nehemiah eight ten. The joy of who? The Lord is your strength. There's that strength. Zechariah four, six not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Whose spirit? All right, says the Lord Almighty. Psalm 1829, for by you I can run against a troop, and by you I can leap over a wall. Woo! Just in case you need to leap over a wall, he'll be doing it for you, okay? You're up against a troop. You better remember this. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) You never know, okay? (laughs) Woo! Okay? But still, here, it, all of these scriptures are just a little taste. Little taste. Little taste. This, this is on the internet. Whatever, I'm free. Here's my strength. All of these scriptures, and the first one, Philippians, okay, they remove all excuses to be a slave to weakness. Amen? No more excuses. No more excuses on, you don't understand, this is this thing happened to me. You don't know what it's like to have to wake up every day and be me. I don't know, but Holy Spirit does. And God's provided plenty of scriptures for you to hang on to when there's no one to preach to you. No more excuses. No more fear. That doesn't mean you won't feel fear and you won't have to face some hard things, but the bottom line is you don't have to succumb and live. Under weakness and fear, in Jesus' name. Amen? Do you believe this? Come on, I believe it. And I have needed this so bad in my life. Almost daily. I'm like, oh God, please help me get up. Those of you who have had kids before know what I'm saying, or work with kids. <laughs> oh God, it's four in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to need some of that strength right now, okay? Amen. Amen. Oh, well, that's not a spiritual thing to need strength for. Come to my house at four in the morning and tell me you don't need some supernatural strength for two screaming babies. Sometimes we don't apply the strength of God because we don't think it's spiritual enough. You might be having anxiety and it might be over the most silliest, silliest thing. And you might be like, oh, it's so dumb. I should have it together. Uh. And God's like, my strength. Woo! Some people are afraid to get out of their house, afraid to go to the supermarket, and they don't, and they're even afraid to tell someone because they feel so ashamed. Jesus is like, "I'm ready, Knight in shining armor is ready to go. You need to go to the supermarket. I'm here. I'll be there in two minutes. Actually, I'm in you, so let's go right now. No, nothing is nothing is uh, beneath his strength. Amen." And there is a world out there that is full of anxiety and fear. And they need a hope. They need to know there's something bigger than them that can scoop them out of a place that they can never get themselves out of. No amount of medication and therapy can, can take the place of what Jesus can do for you. Okay, and I'm not knocking those things. God bless, okay? Whatever your business is, it's your business. But what I'm saying is the bottom line is Jesus is your strength. Amen? No more being strong for yourself. No more having excuses why you need to hang on to being weak. Sometimes it becomes a part of our identity. And like in order, and then the thought of you even being strong would be like, well, I would have no more conversation about anything because all my conversation is about poor me and pity party me and this happened to me and I'm so weak. I wouldn't even know who I would be if I was strong. Let's let that go because you'd be a hundred trillion million times better than, than that, that scenario there if you laid hold of the strength of God. Amen? Come on, it's available to you and you need it. Okay, our prayers shouldn't be God, take this hard situation away from me. God, just remove it. Just take this thing away. As, you know, like, remove me or or let me escape. Let me get out of this thing. Quick, quick, quick. No, no, no. Our prayer should be, Lord, strengthen me to endure, to push, to see this come through, to be strong enough to stand where no one can stand. We're praying we're praying fearful prayers because we don't know who we serve. And I'm not talking about situations where it's dangerous or you might be in an abusive relationship. I'm not saying you need to endure that. You need the strength to get up and leave that. But what I'm talking about is work situations, relationships, things you know you should do and you want to escape from. No, no, no. Give me the strength to endure. Give me the strength to get up and stand when everyone else wants to leave and go to the popular church. Oh, I said it. <laughs> Do you know the strength that this man has had to have to endure with us? He honors us all the time. But there is strength on this man that you guys have no idea what he's endured. To be able to stay in this place steadfast strong full of faith believing you all get to benefit but it costs somebody relying on the strength of god for them to endure and there are people on the other side of your lives and you're relying on the strength of god to endure they need you and what they really need is a jesus in you amen but if you're so weak and lying on the ground and have your identity and weakness, you're not going to be of much use. And Jesus is waiting. He's yearning. He's gifted you. Come on. Don't listen to the lies. You're strong. There's greatness in you. And he always leads you into triumph. Oh, well, I want some greater, higher revelation, Bex. That's just a standard word. Okay, so um, why aren't you so strong and doing great exploits then, if that's just a standard word and you know it all already? Let me see the fruit of that in your life. Oh, maybe you need to hear this again. Maybe you haven't attained to the highest of heights because Jesus is trying to tell you something because you're hearing my voice. Praise the Lord. I receive. You know, I feel like the Western church has been given so much and they haven't grasped the very foundational things. Why aren't you strong? Why don't you know who you are? And I'm not trying to put anyone down. I'm just saying, hey, you know some stuff. Why don't you pick it up and let it manifest in your life and mix it with your faith and cause cause it to come into being? Come on, inner strength, come out. It's not supposed to say inner. It's supposed to come out. Amen? He's infusing and empowering strength inside of you, not so you can stay and feel good about yourself, so you can rise in strength and face the day and save some souls. Amen? Jesus loves you. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to know what it feels like to live in supernatural strength. People in the world are like, how are you even operating, Jesus? He's infusing that inner strength. I can do all things with him. That's how we were designed to live. Amen? Are you guys getting something? You know, and, and really, let's. what does it really look like to get strong and get that inner strength? What, you know, how do we do that? You spend time with him. It's actually so simple. You know, as humans, we want to complicate things because it's like, how could it be that simple? If it's simple, that means it's like not as important. Only really hard things mean it's important. No, no, it's simple. Spend time with him. Abide in his presence. Be alone with him. Not with him and your podcast, not with him and a YouTube preacher on, just with him. And I'm not saying those things aren't good, but there's a time and a place. Okay, you need to have your own relationship with God. You can't keep using other people's relationships to make you feel better. And like you're, you're where Joyce is because you listen to her every day. So therefore, I'm with Joyce. Meanwhile, Jesus is like, I don't know your name. Do you hear what I'm saying? People get attached to certain, and I get it. I do, too. I just love, I have a few that I love, okay? But there's a line, okay, where you start crossing it, and then you're like, all of a sudden, your identity gets engrafted into their ministry, their life, and Jesus is like, whoa, 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 what? You start talking like them, getting every single book, and following them everywhere, which is fine. If God's calling you to do that, that's great, but just don't lose your own identity in all of that, amen? Amen. And make sure you're not looking to the strength of Joyce instead of the strength of Jesus who is in Joyce. Okay? Do you hear what I'm saying? God bless you, Joyce. If I ever meet you, I love you. (laughs) Maybe I will. (laughs) You never know. Uh, But you hear what I'm saying, though, right? You hear what I'm saying. Okay, and here's a great example of how uh, you can attain um, some strength from God. Do you want to turn with me? Okay, because I could pick up so many examples from people in the Bible, but uh, 1 Samuel 30 is where I'm going here. Is this helping somebody? Okay, because it's, uh, here's something, it's easy to accept this message when you're just feeling like you're on top of the mountain, everybody. You can be strong, and you're like, yeah, I'm strong. I'm getting in here. Is this all right? Hi. Hi. Hi, Brett. Hi again. Okay. Things are going good. We're going to get married. We're going to have an amazing life. You know, whoa. I am strong, Bex. Yes, I agree with everything you're saying. Next minute. <laughs> Stuff's falling apart. <laughs> you're like swearing and throwing and driving really angrily and road raging and, you're being mean to customers and family members. Like whoa. Whoa. Where was that strength of God, son? You know? <laughs> Actually, you're, you need it really good right now. I know, cuz I'm the chief of <laughs> Woo! I don't really road rage because I don't get out a lot, but there are times, okay? <laughs> there are times that my mind is garbage in it (laughs) I am tired and frustrated and losing it and I need some strength you all know what I'm talking about okay? you know who you are in your own mind (laughs) and you need to know how to access that strength when that's the last thing you are getting access to because in that moment you need it the most Come on, healthy people don't need a doctor. So it's weak people who need the strength of God. Amen? Woo! Preaching myself happy. All right, and let's look at an example of how we can get ourselves into a place of being strengthened by God when we don't feel like it. David, your boy, okay? Uh, he just came back from fighting in a battle, okay? he comes back to his city where his wives and children are. Okay. The city is burned. Okay. Wives, sons, daughters gone. Destruction. And he's out fighting battles and he comes back to this. This is my reward. And there is chaos. I mean, people are freaking out all of his quote unquote mighty men. They weren't acting so mighty in that moment. Okay. Uh, 1 Samuel 30, will start in verse 4. It said, then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. That's a low moment. Okay? You are so distraught that every single tear you have just got cried out. Okay? David's two wives were gone. Verse 6, now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. Okay, because the soul of all the people was grieved and every man for his sons and daughters. Okay, stop right there. People were so upset. Okay, they wanted to kill David. I mean, he had so much grief himself. His own stuff got burned. His own wives and family got taken. But not only that, everyone was who was with him, his mighty man with him, was turning on him. And they're questioning killing him. Okay, if anyone was having a low moment, it was him. Okay, if anyone had an excuse to roll over, have a little tantrum, freak out, run away, curse God, it was him. Because he was out fighting battles that God was saying he should have fought. And here he's coming back to his reward of stuff being completely destroyed. Okay, so if you had had stuff in your life that has just been the most chaotic, crazy, David can relate to you. Okay, but this is what he does. Okay? This is 6 and 6B, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. What did he do? Can you say that again? Okay, I need to say it really loudly. Strengthened himself. Who did he strengthen himself? There you go. In the Lord. Okay, what did he do next? He said, hey, David. Oh, then David said, hey, Abathar, come here. Okay please bring the ephod here to me. Okay. Then he brought that to him. Okay. What was that? That's what the priests wore when they went and talked to God. Okay. So David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this troop? Okay. Should I get revenge? Come on. What do I do? God, I'm mad. I want to, what do I do? Okay. And the Lord said, pursue for you shall surely overtake them and without fail, recover all. Okay. I wonder if he rolled around in his weakness, in his defeat, You know, if he consulted everyone what he should do, or, you know, he kind of just sat there in a pity party, and then it says for 20 years he sat there and was so sad for his life. No. It says he inquired of the Lord. And I believe he picked himself up. Give me that priestly garment, I got business to do because I'm not going to sit here and wallow when my life is in the hands of grieving friends and all chaos and hell is breaking loose. This is not the time to have a pity party or feel sad for myself or go gossip about something to make myself feel better. This is the moment to go to God. Give me that ephod. I'm going. Didn't say anyone else went with him. He was by himself. Because he had enough wits to know, I need the strength of God. And what does it say? He strengthened himself in the Lord. Doesn't say he had a pity party. Doesn't say he grieved and sackcloth and ashes. No, no, no. He picked himself up and he took responsibility. Even though it wasn't his fault. And he strengthened himself in the Lord. And he sought God. And what did God say to him? Pursue, overtake, and you're going to recover everything. And we see later in the story in verse 18, so David recovered what? All that the Amalekites carried away and rescued his wives. Nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. If he sat in his place of weakness, he wouldn't have recovered anything. He wouldn't even known that God said to him, go, you're going to win. Because I think a lot of the times in our lives, we are in defeat because we haven't sought God for what we should do. And part of you getting strengthened with might in your inner man is seeking the face of God. You can't do it for somebody else. You need to do it for you. That doesn't mean you can't pray for people, but you know what I'm saying. Come on, pick yourself up. Put your ephod on and go talk to God about your life. The devil wants you to stay in weakness and in fear and to believe every lie that you deserve to stay there, but it's a lie. He made you for a purpose. And for such a time as this, he created you to be just the way you are. And this is not the season to roll over in weakness. This is the season to lay a hold of God. Lay a hold of him. God's like, come on, come boldly. Get up in my face. Talk to me. Because if you did, you would know that you're going to pursue, overtake, and recover all. That's what I have for you. But if you're going to stay in the camp of weakness and fear and being stoned, you'll never hear me say it. You'll never believe it, and then you'll never see it. And then you'll turn around and blame me for not being in victory. But God's like, no, no, the plan was always for your victory. But it was on the other side of you picking yourself and abiding in his presence. And, you know, often it's not like the most miraculous moment. You're like weak. You're like, God. Oh, the amount of times I've cried out to God. In my weakness. You know, and one of the most recent times, I was crying about something. I don't know. I cried to God. I let my heart go before him. And, and, and the devil tries stuff on. We're not exempt from that. And I remember sitting in my room, and I was like, God, please help me. Felt like I was begging. God. And I remember Holy Spirit was like, you can get up in my face and ask me for strength. I didn't hear the angel singing. I didn't feel the presence of God. I didn't feel strong even when he said that. And after that, he didn't say anything else. And I'm here pouring out my heart in such desperation. This is recently. Going through stuff. I'm like, God, ugh, where are you? Help me. Pity, pity, party. It's funny, but we all do it. And I was like, God, and I didn't feel nothing. I felt no presence. I didn't get told to pursue, overtake, and recover. I sat there, and I felt broken. You know what I said to myself? I'm just going to go ahead and trust you. I'm just going to go ahead and trust in your goodness and in your mercy and in your strength to be strong for me. And I sat up off of my seat and I carried on. Something broke. I didn't feel good. But I made a decision. And, and you'll be sitting there sometimes in your brokenness begging God to help you. And sometimes you'll just have to make a decision. I'm going to pick my butt up. And trust. I'm just going to go ahead and think about all the good things you've done for me. Sometimes it's hard because I can't think of anything right now because I'm so swamped with these lies and this heaviness. I just said to myself, I'm going to trust him anyway. Did you see that hair flick? (laughs) It was like that on the inside. It was like, oh, yeah. I was not feeling strong. That's what I'm trying to emphasize to you. We're waiting for a moment of strength to be strong, but by faith... I lay a hold of the promise. Let's listen to some promises of strength. You don't have to turn there, I'm just gonna speak these over you because sometimes you guys think you're exempt from being strong. Okay. Uh second 2 Samuel twenty two, forty, you armed me with strength for the battle. That's a promise. Isaiah 40, 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. Come on. Isaiah 41, 10, so do not fear. I am with you. Don't be dismayed. I am your God. I will what? Strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Whoo. Somebody excited, man, if I was at a black church, they'd be standing, hanking. They'd probably be running to the front, sweating, getting in it. Come on, wake up. I need to get plopped down in one of those churches, man. Ah! I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's so freeing being a child of God. See you see that? <laughs> second Corinthians 12:9 but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made what? Perfect in weakness. Woo! Another another scripture says my strength How much could I yell? <laughs> Woo! I'm going to ruffle some demonic feathers tonight because I'm not okay with you being in a hole of weakness where the enemy's telling you you're worthless. He's a liar. Ooh. God showed me a vision once of me running the race of God. Some of you know this, but I just felt like I should say it again. I'm running the race of faith, you know, and God gave me this vision, and I'm running the race. And then, you know, I was like in the race, in the vision, I was like getting tired. And I was like, oh, you know, and the other runners are just all good, you know, running and woo. And I'm like, can't go on in the race of God. And I hear this person yelling my name. Yeah, Bex, woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like slumped over, so tired, sweating, disgusting in the vision. And I'm like, who is cheering for me? You know who it was. Look over, and there is a wild Jesus in his robe, and he's got this huge sign with my name on it. Go, Bex! Woo! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! He's like, wow! And everyone in the crowd was like, (sighs) he was unashamed, man. Woo! Strengthening me, helping me. And I looked at that, and I kind of smiled in the vision. I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I could do this. <laughs> Woo! A little wind in my sail, you know. And then, and then further along in the vision, I was like getting tired again. I was like, Oh, okay. And then I'll. Who do I hear? There's Jesus, and he's not standing anymore. He's running on the side of the race, going, "Woo! Go, Max! Yeah, yeah, yeah!" I was never alone. And even though I was tired, I wanted to get off the track. It's too hard. This narrow road. There he was, wouldn't leave me alone, just pouring his love and his encouragement and his strength into me. Did he take me off the track? Nope. And you sure as heck no, I wanted to get off. Get me off this thing. God, deliver me from this pain. Oh, this is so hard to endure. I just want to get off, get off. No, my prayer should have been, strengthen me to run. Strengthen me to run. <laughs> And you know that sign and that cheering strengthened me to run. And today he's got a sign with your name on it, cheering you on, letting you know that you're not getting punished, that you don't deserve to be in weakness, because sometimes we accept weakness because somehow we think it's a punishment for the sin that we've done. We accept it. We put our faith in weakness instead of our faith in a strength because we think we're so bad, our sin was so bad, or oh, I messed up, therefore I equal weakness. And I need to sit in this. This is my punishment. That's a lie. Okay, when Benjamin messes up, I don't say, Benjamin, you better be in weakness right now, buddy. You just better crumple on the ground and be hurting and in pain. And think about how bad your sin was, young man. I wouldn't dream of it. And when he messes up and when he's weak, it only makes me want to help him more. It's like that little antenna going out. And there's stuff that is tailored just to you and your life. There are weaknesses. There are assignments from hell. There are different things that not everyone has the same thing, but the same strength applies to all of it. Amen? Jesus didn't die such a death so that you could live defeated. Come on. He took the authority back. He took life and death back. Come on. He didn't just keep it for himself. He said, I give it to you. What are you going to do with it? Oh, that's only for really important holy people. No, it's for you. Your identity isn't in your weakness. It's in him. Amen. And some of you need to get past that. My identity is in my failures. It's in my past. Oh, uh, man, when the devil reminds you of your past, you remind him of his future. Amen. I heard that preached once and I was like, yes, made me feel good. You're Bugging me now, devil, but you can just go look down the glass of your future, buddy. What a glorious day that will be. Amen. Right. I have so much more to say, but I'm not going to say it, but I just want to just end with these few things. Don't be angry if you're not strengthened overnight. It's like a muscle that you work and you push and you believe. And it's not about a feeling like I've been saying, because in your lowest moments, you are not feeling strong, but you need to switch on and spend some time with the Lord, getting that strength, because that was the example that David gave us. Okay. How much time are you spending with the Lord? How much are you in the word? Speaking it, declaring it, praying it, reading it. How do I strengthen myself in the Lord, Bex? All those things. Spend time with God. Worship him. Abide in his presence. Humble yourself. That's when the greatest strength comes, when you humble yourself. And you know another thing you can do is just get honest. Honesty is the most powerful key to you getting strength. Strength. Amen? God doesn't want to know how strong you are or all the prideful things that you have to tell him. He wants to know that honest place in your heart, how it's doing. Amen? Okay, no one can be honest for you. Amen? Okay? And if you're going through a trial and it's hard, don't wish it away. Pray for the strength to pursue. Okay, we know James 1 verse 2 tells us to count it pure joy when you're going through some stuff because perseverance is going to do a really good work in you. And it's going to make you mature. And we pray those prayers. Make us mature, God. I want to be the greatest of the great. La, la, la He's like, great. Here's a trial. Now rely on my strength. You see that perseverance? It's making you mature. And it's doing a good work in you. Go read James 1 if you don't believe me, okay? Romans 8.31, if God before me, who can be against me? 8.37, you are more than a conqueror through him. Come on, Isaiah 54:17 says, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. How many more promises do I need to read out to you for you to understand that the strength of God is available to you? But don't just hear what I'm saying. Lay a hold of it for yourself. Come on. It's so easy. It's so easy. Spend time with him abide 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 and get that word inside of you going strong you worship and another way that you can lay hold of the strength of God is to fellowship with people who are in him amen cuz some of you you're like well I worship and I abide and I I have the word but you don't dare fellowship with anyone cuz you're afraid and that's a weakness but actually we need the body of Christ his body I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hey, his body is going to strengthen me. Amen? We need each other. Okay, and don't be hanging out with people who like gossiping, undermining. They're offended. They backbite. They talk bad about preachers, about the church. They have an opinion about all these things. Those aren't the people you need to be hanging around. The tender ones who are abiding, who are honest, who are loving God the best they know how. Go ahead and fellowship with them, and I guarantee strength will go into you. Amen? This helps somebody tonight. I'm going to land it there. I just charge you in the name of Jesus to abide in His presence, to throw down the lies of hell that you are supposed to be weak, to go hang out with some people.